Good morning. Welcome to Marine Creek. Thank you for being here this morning. We're excited. We've got our kids in with us, um, and uh, this we're going to do things a little different this morning. I want to introduce to you our children's uh, director, Tammy Buck. Um, give Tammy a hand. What I'm excited about with Tammy is she just doesn't have a passion to watch kids and, and make sure they're taken care of while, while adults go to service. You know, she is... Um, she has a passion to see kids connect with the gospel. Um, she has a passion to see kids grow um, in their love for Jesus Christ and um, really fulfilling the vision and mission here of Marine Creek of glorifying God through lives changed by the message of Jesus. And uh, everything we do is about Jesus. That is our filter. We go through scripture. And uh, does this, what we do, does it make Jesus more clear? And uh, does it help us love each other better? If the answer to either one of those questions is no, we're not going to do it. Um, it's just, in my opinion, a waste of time, a waste of effort, and a waste of energy. And um, we're not going to get involved with all that mess. Um, so, Tammy, um, why don't you tell us about Creek Kids and, sure. and some of the things you have going on and just okay. just share with us. Well, I'm excited to see everybody here. It's pretty cool to be in here, isn't it? They have live music, but we sing louder, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, in, in Creek Kids, we, we have a curriculum that we use, and um, the curriculum kind of flows from preschools up through um, fifth grade, and we t- use it and we tweak it. And what became evident when we started here is that um, in what we teach and what we lay down, it, that became so important is each one of us is created for a very specific purpose. Um, and so we talk about that every week, don't we, guys? Um, what we're created for. <clears throat> and um, so we teach to that. And so we kind of turn, we tweak our lessons um, to, to bring that out. And we make it real. Um, because you, when you remember something, you have to relate it to your life. And, you know, it's so amazing to sit back there and we talk. We show, I'll show a movie clip. And all of a sudden it clicks. And we have hands going up and we say, and this time this happened this time this happened and I've got a friend that's going through this and you see the wheels turning and they're taking the lesson that we just learned the scripture that we just read and we apply it to our lives and guys what do we say this is we were created for a specific right and this is our instruction manual right it's our map and we talk um, we know now that we were created for a specific, specific purpose and just like the creator of a computer game or a creator of a puzzle. That creator writes instructions on how we're to complete that game or that puzzle, right? And our creator is the, is the best creator, the most awesome creator, and he's created this, which is true, and it applies to everything today. And we, and when we find ourselves in situations, we should first what? Pray. Right. Read the Bible and we pray, because in those, God will answer us, right? Isn't that right? And like this, this month we have a bottom line virtue every month, and this month it's been what? Peace. Peace. Loving someone else is more important than winning an argument, right? And that's hard. And let me tell you what. <laughs> let me tell you what. Being peaceful is more important than being right. That's hard. And so the lessons that they learn, guys, they're tough. They're tough for me. And so God's working in me teaching them every day and so um and 
we apply that. And so this past month, I've been handing out different school supplies because peace is hard at school. You know, life is tough. It doesn't get any easier, right, adults? But it's tough. And so I've been handing out school supplies this month so in, with the hope that they'll take it. And so, um, like, we handed out erasers last week because, right, pencils and erasers, right, and rulers was the week before. You're absolutely right because the rulers, every time you pull it out, do you measure up? And think about that. When you get into a situation, do you measure up? And so basically, sorry, I took a long time That's with that. That's okay. But um, we, we, we make it applicable to their lives. So they should come home talking to you guys about it. When you see them bringing something home, when you see them bringing a ruler home, ask them about it. What's that mean? Why do you have that? They had notebooks not too long ago that they were supposed to write in the front of it, so the, our memory verse, and something that would help them in situations where they don't feel peace so that when they're in school and they don't, and, and they're having a bad day, they can, they can pull out something that's there and say, God's with you. Good. Well, and here's what I love about Tammy and her team. Um, I got a call one night, and, and she said, we've been looking through this curriculum, and it's good. However, we think it's a little, it's lacking a little bit. And so it just doesn't go out and just, man, just really put Jesus at the front of everything. So her and her team took this curriculum, and, and really, I would say tweak is, a, is, a, is an understatement. But they said, our kids, man, they just have to get Jesus. If they, can, if they can understand Jesus at, at an early age and build such a foundation for lifelong learning, um, it's important for our kids. And when Heather and I really started praying about launching a church, families are at the heart of, of what we do and why we exist. Um, I believe that, that our families are one of the most attacked places in our society. And uh, we, we as a church and a community desire to educate our parents and our kids and to help them grow into healthy relationships with their Savior, with Jesus, and, and with each other. And I think when we can start getting back to health as a family um, and, and redefining really what healthy families look like in our society, the world's going to change. And, and really, ultimately, when you look at your house, your house is going to change. And, and, and generations change. And I just think that's how God desires for us to change the world. You know, we've been teaching through the book of Matthew and, and here, Tammy, and, and I think this week is an appropriate week because as we look at starting a school year and launching uh, into, into really newness, I know we tend can't, we, adults, we tend to look at the year as January 1st to December 31st, or if you own a business, you know, your fiscal year. Um, I think kids look at their year based on when does school start and when does school end. And Christmas falls in the middle, man. Um, so, um, by the way, kids, Christmas is like four months away. So you need to start getting ready. Um, and parents, you can start freaking out now. Um, I think next week after they pull off the school supplies, you'll see the Christmas decorations at the store. So um, that'll be a healthy reminder. But um, uh, we're going to go through Matthew chapter 6. And uh, if you've got your Bibles, go uh, turn with us to that. If you don't have a Bible, we have Bibles for you. Um, or we have it on the screen. Um, my, my hope is that uh, we get to a point where every one of us does have a Bible and we can, we can then follow along and write that in so we can have the Word of God available to us and be able to access it as often as we need. And uh, Tammy and I are going to kind of tag team teach this today and uh, hopefully just really give you some, some information 
as a family. Your note sheets look a little different today because instead of you following along and doing a lot of fill-ins, there's something that, that, that you can write down uh, where we're tracking here. But then there's some time to spend in discussion as a family this week, and I hope you, you do that. Um, but I started thinking about um, school, and, and I'm excited because for me, school brings routine back into life. I mean, <laughs> this summer has been crazy. We've been sleeping in. I get a little out of my routine. I know uh, Abby is way out of her routine because I think about 11:30 or 12, we have to say, "Has Abby just arose today?" You know, and we walk up and roll the stone away from her door, and you know, and uh, she has the darkest room in the house. And uh, honestly, when I was a teenager, I would love to have a room like that. It's cold and it's dark, and and it's just perfect for sleeping. So um, we have to rouse her up. But I started thinking, why do we educate our kids? And, and let's make this a little bit interactive this morning. Let's have some discussion and conversation. But what are some of the reasons why we educate our kids? <laughs> so they'll leave. <laughs> you learn what you need to learn, kids. See ya. <laughs> what was it on the jerk? See a doctor and get it fixed. I don't know. Um, any other reasons? Prepare them for the trials, yeah. It's our responsibility, absolutely. We're told to, yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're commanded to do this. Because we love them, bingo. And it's part of their training. It's part of, of accepting the mission of who they will, who Jesus created them to become. Absolutely. And so I, th- I think when we look at this idea of educating our kids, and kids, I know you're so excited to go to school, um, and, and it's kind of like you hear us parents say, but this is for your own good, and, and you think, how is this for my own good? It's, it's so that you will be able to grow up and know and, and be able to have the tools necessary to be successful in life. And I think one of the keys to being successful in life is learning about our Savior how to worship him and follow him and uh, praise him. But I think that a lot of times in life, we tend to separate spiritual and material. You know, we, we had this big debate with the school system on separation of church and state. And I think we tend to, as, as people and as families, start to differentiate. Well, is that spiritual or is that is that material? Is that spiritual or is that educational? And so... What, what I've come to understand with, with reading about Jesus and le- his teachings, Jesus never differentiated these two. Jesus never said, you know, this is spiritual and this is material. And when we get into this teaching in chapter 6, it deals with our right attitudes towards the things we gain in earthly life. And so, kids, you're going through school to gain an education so that you can get a good job and support your parents one day. Um, <laughs> it's all part of. The, it's all part of the steps. It's all part of the journey. Um, because what you learn there, you know what? Your, your, your parents are so smart that there are things that, believe it or not, we can't teach you. And that's why we go to school. And um, but, and like someone said, it's part, it's part of our instruction to go and get instructed, right? So, kids, when you go to school, it's a spiritual thing. I mean, just like when you come to church, it's very spiritual. When you go to school, it's a spiritual thing because God just doesn't stay here. And, and parents, 
God just isn't here. He's at your office tomorrow and you want him to be with you in your office tomorrow, trust me. Um, but let's, let's go through chapter six here and we'll start at verse 19. And um, let, me, let me set this up a little bit. Um, Jesus is still teaching and this is that Sermon on the Mount. And I believe this is a beautiful transition here. Uh, kids, we've been teaching your parents the last couple weeks about giving, about prayer and about fasting. And what Jesus talks about in those is our attitude and our heart and making sure that we're doing the things we do for the right reasons. I mean, how many of you have had your mom or dad say, you need to apologize to your brother or sister? And you go, sorry. And they're like, no, mean it. You got to mean it. That's, that's bringing the heart into it, right? I've got a, a younger brother and older sisters. I heard it in my house. You need to apologize. Be like, sorry. And they go, no, you need to mean it. And so you just change your tone. like, Sorry, you know, you try to make it, sorry. Like, I didn't mean it, but I said it with a smile on my face, so I got out of trouble, right? Um, But Jesus is looking at our heart, and he's wanting to make sure we do the things we do with the right heart. And so the heart is what's inside of us that drives our our attitude, right? And you've had your mom or dad say, I'm going to adjust your attitude. And uh, that's not a fun thing, by the way. If you've never had an attitude adjustment from mom or dad, that's a good thing. Um, Keep tracking that way. You don't want mom or dad to adjust that attitude because I I learned how that happens and it's not very fun. Um, But Jesus is talking to a group of people here and they have really some bad attitudes. Uh, They're Pharisees that have gotten used to making money off of religion. Um, They've gotten used to kind of thinking they're better than other people. And so I'm glad that Jesus addressed this and we don't have to deal with any of this today. Um, So we're just going to look at this historically, right? No, we deal with all of this as an issue and realness in our society and in schools. Moms, dads, I've been on the school campuses. It's crazy. It, it truly can be a jungle out there. And uh, kids, you, you know how hard school is and it can be a tough place. But also you know that Jesus has called you to be light in there. And I know Tammy's teaching you a lot about that. So let me read this and we'll get into talking through this. You ready, Tammy? I'm ready. Okay. You want to read it? Sure. Out of our Bible. Which is what, guys? The New International Revised Version. Um, don't, <laughs> don't stir up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them. And where thieves break in and steal, store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. And wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. So what Jesus is telling us is where what we want, those things that we crave so much, that are so important to us, that's where our heart is, right? So what do we do? What are some things that we put in there? What are some things that we that we value, that we that we want, that we desire? Come on kids, Christmas is 4 months away. You already know what you want. What do you want for Christmas, kids? Okay, who wants <laughs> a what? I already got my list. I've started dropping hints. Truck needs some tires. Parents, what do you want? What are some things? What are some things? What Jesus is talking about here is an issue of enslavement, and and where he says where your treasure is, there your heart is also. It's based on what we value. 
And, and it's, it's an issue here of focus. I mean, it, he's saying that what you focus on is where your heart is going to be. And we need to get our mind off of the separation of, of spiritual and non-spiritual and understand that we focus on the spiritual. Jesus is saying we've got to look at something bigger than the things that are right in front of us. You know, let me, let me, let me show you a trick. Um, do this. Take your finger and put it about this far in front of your face. And then pick a spot on the wall. Some of you have known me, have seen this before. But pick a spot on the wall in the distance. And now try to focus on your finger. You can see it real clearly. And now try to look at that spot on the wall. And what happens to your finger? You can't see it. It gets blurry. And it can get real frustrating, right, to have something right in front of you that you're trying to focus on, but something out there. You know, let me show you another one, kids. Put, put one finger in front of each eye. Try to focus on both fingers at the same time. Unless your eyes do that funky thing where you can do this. You, know, you just you can't do it. And what Jesus is saying here is, is we've got we've to adjust what we focus. And what, what, what Miss Tammy just read in that section of Scripture, Jesus is saying, focus your heart. Because our heart gets set on the things that we want. I mean, I can, I can remember growing up, and I don't know if you've seen Christmas Story, but I could play that really well and, and open up the catalog and leave it in, in the perfect places for mom and dad. See, when I was growing up, we didn't have internet. We had the Sears catalog, man. And if you were, if you were really lucky, you got the JCPenney catalog, but the Sears had the better toys. And, and I would just kind of leave it open, you know, and, and highlight or take a pen and put a check mark or write Matt here. So, so there's four kids in our household. So mom would know and dad would know, hey, I think Matt might want this for Christmas. Um, and just start dropping those little hints. And what would happen is my heart, I would get so focused on Christmas that when I came down Christmas morning, it was all about did I get what I want. And what Jesus is saying here is don't focus on that. You know, put value on things that Jesus gives. Put value on our relationship with Jesus and focus on something out in the future. Don't focus on all the things that we want because we all want stuff. I could probably bore you to tears listing off the things that I want. And you would probably say the same thing Heather says to me. Why do you want that? I don't know, okay? It's just the way I'm wired. So, um, and for, for you guys, you know, you may not use catalogs now, but you know, you go in and you bookmark those pages for mom and dad, right? You go on you surf the internet yep. and you find out those toys that you bookmark, right? And those things become so important. You want those. Connor was talking about a new game he wanted a few weeks ago, and he was so excited about this game that he wanted, right? And so in church, in service, that's, you know, we, were, we happened to be talking about that at that time about patience was the theme of the month and waiting until later to get what you want right now. And Connor took that to heart because he, want, he wanted a game. Do you remember that? He was all excited about that game that game but that's what this is about it's about wanting things so much that it possesses us right right absolutely and and, and that's a form of it's a form of idolatry really it's labor i mean it keeps you from focusing on what's really important you want this right here but what you need to be focusing on is what god wants you to have what you should have what 
what, but where you are in your life right now with God, right? And it's not bad to want things. Kids, don't think it's bad to want things. Parents, don't think it's bad to want things. You know, I want things. But we, it's an issue here of priority. You, you see where we're going? And, and so it's focusing our heart. Let's, let's go on and read the next section. Um, you want to read it again, Tammy? Sure. Your eye is a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is good, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is bad, your whole body is filled with darkness. And then the light you think you have is actually darkness. How deep that darkness is. So what this is saying, guys, is your eyes, what you focus on is the light to your soul. That's what lets the light in, right? So when we're reading the Bible, what are we doing? We're filling our soul with light. When we're focusing on the things that God wants us to do, like in school this next week, when we're keeping ourselves measured up against the Bible, we're letting light in. But sometimes we look at things that that we shouldn't look at. Maybe we're watching a TV program and we let darkness in. But also sometimes we just forget about letting the light in and we just just that's just as bad we we think oh i'll I'll pray later i'll I'll read the bible later right or i'll i'll think about what i need to do what god wants me to do later so we just kind of close our eyes and float along and get through the rest of the day but that's just you know that's just closing your eyes and not letting light in there we've got to let that light in that's what that's what jesus is saying kids i think your parents do that too yeah (laughs) we do that i do that you know, so this is where we as a family got to work together. I, what Jesus is talking here is focusing your mind. You know, he, he talked about focusing your heart. Now he's saying focus your mind and think on these things and fill your head with, with thoughts of these good things. And kids, mom and dad, we don't, we don't have it all together. This is where it takes a family. And, and as a family, let's focus our mind as, and, and be of one mind as a family. Like when, when two Two parents, when a mother and a father, or a husband, or a man and woman get married, uh, they become one flesh, and the mind has to start coming together and being of one mind. When we give our life to Jesus, um, it says that that we have been transformed or a new creation. And uh, the Apostle Paul said, "Be renewed and let your mind be transformed." And so we can have the mind of Christ. And it's about focusing our mind. You know, we can want things in our heart. And then our mind starts to follow and go, let's think about that. Let's think about that. And so what Jesus is saying is be careful what you fill your mind with. You know, change your mind. And, uh, you know, how many, of you, how many of you parents have seen your kids that when they make up their mind, they're going to do it? I mean, I, I, have, I have kids that remember when they started tying their shoes and it was I do it? Uh-huh. <laughs> that mind just gets so set. And, and Jesus is saying, be careful on what you set your mind on. Set your mind on things that are holy and things that are Jesus, that make Jesus more clear and more loving. And kids, you know how your parents say, because I told you to? Do it because I told you to? How many times have you heard that? Somebody said, because I said, I, I told you to do this, right? Well, the Bible, <laughs> the Bible's told us to do things, and you're... And, and sitting down with your parents and, and reading those things that we need to do, those things that we need to fill our life with, that's that's focusing our mind. And um, 
coming and saying, you can come into your mom and dad and say, I finished my homework. Can you help me understand what's in here? Take a few minutes. You can guide your parents too. Mm-hmm. And, and, and parents, it's about um, taking the time and answering those questions. This, okay, um, I'm not going to tell you how old I am. The kids would probably tell you, but um, I still have trouble. I, I, I know that the answers are here, that God has the answer, but um, sometimes it doesn't say, Tammy, you need to do it this way. And, and so we have help. God's placed help in our lives to help us understand what we're supposed to do. And so your kids will come to you and ask you. And, and Sundays when they come in and they say, you know, this happened, talk through it. Um, lay, that, lay that foundation and light that, that lamp and that's it. why God brings us together as a community so that we can move together through understanding because there there are things that 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 we will face that we don't understand and that's why God says I bring you together as a church and as a community so together you can wrestle through this together you can move through this and learn and gain understanding and uh, and really it's all about helping each other have the mind of Christ and have that mindset. And and what my hope is that this gets you into some thoughts this week on what's the mindset of your family? I mean, is your mindset as a family to serve God? I mean, does he have the first priority? I mean, does he is he the focus of your family? And then I think, let's go on to the, the, the last section of Scripture in here, verse 24. Um, go ahead and read it again, Tim. You've done such a beautiful job well, with that. You. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. That one's pretty, that's cut and dry, right? There's no um, trying to read between the lines or decipher that. No. That's just, you can't do it. You can't, two things, you can't serve two, two things. I think it's back to, remember, the two fingers in front of each eye? You can't, you can't focus on one, and what you do is you get get mad, you get angry. Um, you know, it's, kids, you guys are better than I am at playing video games. And uh, I was trying to play a video game the other night, and it's there's so much to focus on. And I was getting frustrated because I couldn't see everything. I mean, when I grew up, video games were easy. You know, the guy ran like this, and you hit a button and he jumped, you know, and it's like, you know. And on this one, you've got a controller in each hand and it's moving with your hands and it's the Wii and I'm like, ha, and and then you got to hit another button to change your camera angle, you know, because a guy's hitting you from the back and you're like, wait, 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 wait. And and it's it's all, life gets that way. And, and we can't focus on two things at the same time. I mean, women, yes, you can multitask and us men can't. Kids, moms can multitask and dads can't. That's okay. But what I'm talking about is constant long-term focus on two things. And what Jesus hits here, the reason he says God and money, it's actually translated, the word is mammon. And, and it comes down to a, a rich, uh, an earthly richness um, and something that brings wealth. And it's really a form of idolatry. And it can be anything. Jesus hits the money thing because the Pharisees that were sitting there listening to him were getting angry because Jesus was affecting how much money they made. 
And so Jesus is hitting their heart and he's saying, whoa, 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 you can't serve both God and money. And you don't use God to gain money. And that's what was going on with the people hearing Jesus teach. And so Jesus is kind of kind of going right at him. I mean, he was doing the double combo backflip super kick on these Pharisees. If, if kids got that. They know what I'm talking about. Um, and so he's talking about this, but we can't focus on two things. And what Jesus is saying we've got to focus here is our will. I mean, so we've got to focus our heart, our focus, our mind, and then our will. Our will is our determination to do what we want to do. I mean, we all have choices that we make. We all make choices that bring good consequences and bad consequences. Kids, how many of you have made a choice this week that brought a bad consequence? Yeah, me too. Yeah. When you grow up, it's not mom and dad that punish you. You get married and then your wife or your husband. That's so. not true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But we make choices based on what we want to do. And what Jesus is saying is change your want to. I mean, I, I can remember... Uh, a lot of times I would want to do something and I would have to change my want to. And so what Jesus is saying here is make your want, make your want to, to follow Jesus with everything you have and focus your want to on Jesus. And so when you walk into school tomorrow, say, I want to make Jesus clear. I want to love people. I want to love the people in my class the way Jesus would love. I want to love my parents the way Jesus would love And parents, I want to love my kids the way Jesus would love I want to love my coworkers. I want to love my spouse the way Jesus would love them. And the reason that we've got to start with our families is our kids need to see godly examples lived out in their own homes so they can see how to live that healthy in a society and in school. The best way for your kids to understand how to have healthy relationships when they grow up and start dating and get married is to see you model it. The best way that kids are going to have a, a, a relationship with Jesus is mom and dad, they see you doing it. And, and they, they follow their example. I mean, I can remember uh, walking behind my father. We grew up in, in a place where there was snow. And I would step in his footsteps. And parents, your kids want to step in your footsteps. And it comes down to refocusing to make sure you're stepping in the right way. And you're stepping in a way that, that not only you want your kids to step in those footsteps, but it's a way that honors God. I mean, as a father, I want my kids to honor me. I mean, I, I'm, I'm their father. But more importantly, I want my kids to honor their heavenly father. Because that's what we're created to do. And we've been talking this last month about peace going back to school because it, it can be hard to have a peaceful demeanor. But kids, um, shout it out if you remember anything that we talked about. But we talked about um, it's hard to do that. It's hard to walk away sometimes and, and say, and even though you know you're right, I know I'm right, but it's hard to say,
kids see you do that? Is it is it about being right, or is it about about showing being the right example in in the case? And there are things that that are worth that are worth fighting for, but in most cases, God's taught us that. This week we want to challenge you here um, to spend some time as a family um, to either focus or refocus um, who you are as a family. And part of that challenge is at the bottom of that, that sheet, uh, we, we uh, use in our family a family covenant, and uh, this is taken from that family covenant. If you want a full copy of that, you can email me, and I can send that to you, but but really what I want you to get to is, is answering a few questions as a family. Bring your kids in, into this conversation. Why do we exist as a family? Because honestly, God just didn't bring you together for, to see how this would work out. We're not God's little sitcom here. You know, when God says, hey, I'm going to put this guy and this girl and they're going to have these kids. And this is going to be so fun to watch. You know, when he calls the angels of heaven at 7 p.m. every Thursday night, say, hey, let, let's watch Matt's life. You know, you know here we go. What's the, what's the twist in the plot this week? But uh, God didn't do that. He brought us together for a purpose. And, and he brought us together. And I want you as a family, and it, this is an investment for you. This is an investment for your kids, for, for your future generations, honestly. But focus that time and say, why do we exist? What has God brought us together for? What is our purpose? I mean, he... We work in a corporation society. We, we, most of us work for a company that has a mission statement, that has uh, corporate values, that has a purpose. And when you go to work tomorrow, you know exactly what you're there to do. And then we come home to a family and we get frustrated because we don't know what we're there to do. And so spend some time this week bringing that focus in. What do we exist to do? What do we want to do? I mean, when, when you start looking at, at what God has brought together in the dynamic uh, nature of your family and your kids that bring those amazing gifts and passions and, and energy, what has God brought you together to do? And, and then spend some time saying and, and talking about what this school year looks like. How do we accomplish this? What is our focus and what do we want to focus on? And what does that look like? And set some schedules for your, for your family. This is a perfect time to do it because tonight is going to be so fun. Because kids, you get to go to bed early tonight. Aren't you excited? And you get this new thing called schedule. You know, we're getting back in our routine. How many parents, you've started that just two weeks ago. It's going to get rough, kid. You better start going to bed early because, man, it's coming. How many of you had every intention of starting it two weeks ago and you're... <laughs> You're so shocked that it's the day before school and you haven't got this implemented. But kids, this is just as this is important for you too. When you throughout the day 
when you get home and you're tired and your mom says or your dad says, what happened today? do is let's 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 do this we want to go into a time of prayer because uh kids we want to pray for your school year we want to pray for you parents we want to pray for you because uh, you're going back on routine and schedule and you get to deal with everything that comes along with with parenting through that and and we just want to spend some time in prayer with our kids and uh, uh so if you would just bring your kids around you and and this is it's nothing weird we just want you as a family to to Spend some time with Jesus here, and uh, Tammy's going to lead us. Um, and uh, why don't you bow your heads and let's let's just let's just start to focus and start to pray. And and uh, Miss Tammy's going to will you lead us in a prayer for our our kids sure. and our teachers tomorrow? Absolutely. God, thank you so much for your word, for your instruction. We just thank you that we are here today, hearing um, your word and your um, guidance for us. And I just ask right now. That you would be with each child tomorrow. Um, there's excitement and there's nervousness um, for the first day, and the first day is usually um, scary and fun at the same time. And I just pray that each one that's here today, God, that your hand is upon them and um, their parents. Um, I help pray that you would help them um, set the, the foundation for the school day tomorrow and the rest of the school year. God, that um, you they would spend some time thinking about um, what their family is, why you brought them together, and what that what that means, and that they would um, impart the wisdom that you've given them to the, the to your children, and that God that they would learn through your children as well. And I pray for each teacher um, that each child represents in here today. God, I just ask in the name of Jesus that you would be put a light in their life, not just. lift up uh, the parents and I just ask for you to give them strength, give them wisdom, 
And uh, God, give them the courage this week to, to gather their families and to spend some time and, and define those purposes for their family. To focus on you and to focus our life to bringing you glory. And God, through this, this school year, through our, our education, may we never stop learning. God, help us to always learn um, how to live the life you've created us to live. And let us learn how to, how to be the change in the world that you've created us to be. And Lord, we can, as we look on this side of a school year, and uh, with anticipation and the anxiousness of, of beginning a new year, God, we um, are just, our imaginations just go wild. And we are excited as families. We're excited as individuals. We're excited as a church for what this school year can, can look like for the kingdom of God and for what this school year can look like for our families and, and for the spiritual growth and the educational growth and the physical growth that, that you are leading us in our families. God, we can only just imagine what, it's, what you're going to do in our life. And uh, we love you and we ask that you give us the peace, that you give us the patience, that you give us the focus so that everything we do brings you glory, that brings you honor, and that we live a life that, that you can put your name on and that people see and want to follow in your footsteps. Jesus, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray.